Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kauli. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kauli, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kauli. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Um, I am delighted to welcome Jason Yerosi today. Uh, he's a friend and he's with, uh, uh, you know, uh, Multifamily Foundation and all the different companies he leads. Uh, thank you for being on the show, Jason. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's great to talk again. How you been? Absolutely, absolutely. It's a pleasure. As I said, he's a mutual friend. I know his wife, Pili, as well. Uh, Jason has been active with real estate uh, for many years now. He has been syndicating deals. Uh, his group con currently controls 800 units. Uh, they are looking for value-add opportunities where perhaps uh, physical presence or some operational efficiencies that they can improve upon. Uh, they try to find and locate those projects and provide returns to investors. Uh, currently, they are also doing uh, the Jason and PD project, a YouTube channel, uh, channel and they also also host a podcast they have a meetup uh, he is an avid runner so would love to dig into some of his uh, future coming races as well so I appreciate your time Jason uh, it's a pleasure to have you again it's great to be here I'm taking down some notes of some thoughts here of what we talked before earlier so excited awesome. to dive in Awesome. Awesome. And uh, for uh, viewers and listeners who haven't been uh, plugged in, Jason has been on prior episode podcast where we talked about uh, how to get started, some of the details, and uh, there has been a lot of great tips into that episode. Uh, so today we will break down, uh, you know, a lot of details around uh, thought leadership, you know, how to get it started, of what different specific elements we can do. And I know Jason and Pili has been uh, in the thought leadership space for a number of years now, and there's a lot more we can learn from them. Uh, so help us get started, Jason, in terms of, you know, uh, how is your real estate background, how you came about briefly, and uh, how you got started into thought leadership space? Sure. So. Um, I come from a heavy construction background and a small business background. I've started and exited a couple of uh, um, projects, including uh, opening a restaurant, opening and selling a brewery and, and others. And um, along the line, um, I have a family construction business that uh, when Hurricane Sandy happened um, back, you know, early 2011-12-ish uh, area there, um, it created an overwhelming need um, for specifically the business that my dad had created. So my father, uh, my brother and myself moved out to New Jersey to help the process of help meet the demand here. Um, and it was a, a very busy job. If we had um, more hours or more days, we could have used them. And mm -hmm. it just occurred to us very quickly because uh, as you mentioned, my wife, Peely and I, um, we, we were pregnant with our first child, um, but we were so busy, we, we couldn't you know, find the time between night and day. Mm -hmm. And it just occurred to us that we needed to find a way to, to find our time back. And what was going to be that logical step that would give us the ability to, to choose our time and choose our, our days instead of having the other way around, the day sure. choosing us, as so many of us get locked into this. And first natural step is we thought, you know, real estate would be the way. 
mm-hmm. which was a great thought, but not knowing what we didn't know, um, we started and we started in one direction, right? We started with more transactional. Kelly became a sure. real estate agent. We started doing flips, wholesales, Airbnbs. And so now mm-hmm. we're busy with the construction. We've just layered on, as you spoke to earlier, when you were first getting going with stabilizing properties, a lot of other jobs. So we went sure. from busy to even more extremely busy. Sure. And we were going farther from that. Um, sure. The thing there is we took action, which sometimes you need to do to find what you don't want, right? So many times sure. we um, will look at things but not take any action and then not know if we like it or not because we haven't delved in. So we dove in um, and although we were doing good, we weren't doing it great. And it took us to find out of state rentals. We were able to put together a team and a network and, and use um, our management experience to really stabilize the properties without us being physically involved mm-hmm. that we really saw the ability to, to buy rentals. And sure. that mm-hmm. first two, three, four units that we were buying, um, it occurred to me that although this was, was doing great, it wasn't scalable in a fashion that was going to bring us to that stage of finding a, the fulfilling life that we were looking for. And so heard about large multifamily. We dove back, dove in um, in 2016, just learning everything we could, surrounding ourselves with the space, um, sold off the smaller properties, exited from doing flips and wholesales, mm-hmm. and dove into large multifamily. And we closed on our first one um, back in 2017, a 94 unit that we just recently sold in, uh, in uh, early this year. Sure, sure, sure. I appreciate the detail there. And and I think you're very correct that sometimes you do a lot and you pretty much end up doing and then you come to know that, oh, geez, we shouldn't have done that. And you rightfully said that sometimes you do, it's important to do and then realize that, oh, that's something we don't didn't want, you know. Yeah, uh, it's almost no. as important to eliminate things because we say, oh, I just waste my time. No, you found out what you didn't want to do. Absolutely. And the more you can fast track is the faster it's going to get you to, to what you do want to do. And the meetup, you know, what 2000 members or so I'll hear so many times that people will spend so much time to the education process years to figure out how to do flips. Right. Sure. And sure. You want to be conservative on your approach, but you can't sit in the sideline forever. Cause I, I heard a person who said, you know, I spent three years learning the space of flipping and the first flip I found out I didn't, I didn't like working with contractors. So I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> but you look at that is that it's three years where you could yep, absolutely. You've done so many things at a point to just eliminate that at the beginning. Sure. You know? sure so sure. why it's not, it's not a waste of time. It, it's, it's time not used wisely. True. Very true. And, and, you know, and even when it comes to multifamily uh, and uh, what you stated uh, earlier is also very true. Uh, Jason is that I think you have to have a, lot of management, construction, real estate uh, type of lot of those mini experiences or many experiences of sorts. So that, you know, when you're taking on these larger projects, you understand, you know, what a renovation goes, uh, you know, what are the things you can expect, uh, the contractor, the process, you add in the layer of, uh, you know, like external property management, you're, pro- you know, managing the, the, these properties from far. So uh, in my opinion, it's all worthwhile uh, again, it's a given uh, sort of a paradigm that yes, there are things that we don't want, but those are the lessons we come out. Those are the experiences that we come out. So it's almost like you're doing, but you're getting wiser as years roll on. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. You have to <clears throat> learn. And so many times we want things to happen overnight, right? Especially with social media. So if I, if I click this button, something's going to happen immediately. And it's the same thing that I see people, um, underestimating is the amount of time it takes um, to make a change. And that can be, you know, whether it's within themselves, 
You sure. know, they assume that they work out today and they, they're, they're not going to be fit tomorrow. Or, um, you know, they, they buy real estate and they assume that um, year one, they're going to be able to have a hundred unit apartment building that they're going to be able to get every single rim bump captured, you know, within a week of, of owning the property. And sure. so many times we don't think through the logical steps of, okay, if this was an overnight process, why wouldn't everybody do it? There, there's steps here and there's process and the people who can sustain and put in the work and have the persistence, those are the ones that always come out on the other side. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. It's not a light bulb moment. It's, it's a consistent action over the years uh, that leads to you know, profitable results. Now, Jason, I know you are big into space, uh, educating uh, you know, passive uh, investors, explaining them the benefits and things like that. And as we all know, uh, mediums like this podcast is one medium where uh, you, know, you, you are engaging the viewers and experts like you come on, share their experiences and things like that. So I would like to you know, perhaps uh, start the show by saying, um, I know you have done a lot of uh, podcasting before as well, many shows with your multifamily foundation podcast also. So, right. Uh, give us a, a sort of a, a break us down with a sense of, um, you know, how a thought leadership platform is very important to get your name out and attract the passive investors and give us different steps of the podcasting as well. Sure. Uh, so I, I guess the, the, the best thing to talk about is that the, the, the days of having a CV or resume where that's going to be the first item that's reviewed. Uh, for anyone, right? Where, where sure. you and I grew up in that age where send me over your resume or where's your CV, sure. make sure you have mm-hmm. it uploaded and like types, type font and everything. That is not significant anymore in the age of, of reality. People are going to Google you. They're going to look at your social profile and look who you are. And sure. if mm-hmm. you are looking to raise a capital and, and potentially in a big way mm-hmm. and your social platform is speaking to a narrative that does not make you look committed or trustworthy or, sure. or having mm-hmm. the right morals or, or speaking to the agenda that, that you talk to, right. well, it's going to, it's going to make it difficult, especially for you to, to come through. Right. Sure. So mm-hmm. if you're constantly a person um, who looks, um, you know, flight of hand that, that each time something comes up, you're into the new space, you know, you're into, um, you know, Forex and then crypto and then, and then Airbnb and then this, and now you're in a multifamily. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. These are longer term projects, right? So the passive measure yeah, wants to know what they're in for. They want to know, Ultimately, because we, we, we think a lot it's about us, um, but the big thing that usually hurts us from potentially finding good investors for the deal is that we have to realize it is nothing about us. It's about the investor first. Sure. If I can't, mm-hmm. and, and the investor is thinking, you know, how can this help me? And the, the basic needs get back, you know, does this help me eat, sleep? Or survive right that's basic sure. human needs and right. so right. we may go to the investor i have the best project in the world but what we miss out to, to, to start the conversation is does this help the investor in any way because the investor right. if mm-hmm. i have a a flip that you're going to make a ton and be in for short-term capital well this may be exactly the opposite of what that investor is looking for because maybe it's a, a doctor or a dentist but it's already getting crushed on on taxes per year sure it's mm-hmm. not a viable investment so if i'm not Speaking to that investor, that person first, explaining what I'm doing, but also asking the question, how can I be of value? What is something that's going to be substantial that can help you reach your goals? Sure. And sure. try and do this way before the investment and talk to people and just be excited because if, if I know how I can help you, well, mm-hmm. then I can bring you the right investments instead of doing the, uh, the shotgun approach. And Absolutely. along with that, I can also now think confidently that when I do find an investment, 
I know because I've already had these talks in the meantime, like what we're doing right now, we, you know, we're, sure. we're raising mm -hmm. capital. I'm having the talks prior to the deal. So I, I, I'm comfortable to know how much money I can potentially raise. Sure. Um, many times it happens, you find a great deal and you can find the money. Yeah, potentially, but it depends on the track record you laid down. If you're someone who just walked off the street, it's going to be very hard because you're going to have to trust, trust people. And if you haven't built up brand equity by right. talking to mm -hmm. podcasts, by bringing on other thought leaders, by learning, by putting out good information to help other people, sure. well, now you're fighting an uphill battle because right. you hear no when, when it's too much information overload for someone. Sure. So mm -hmm. if, if I came to you today and I had a deal in hand and first time we met and I'm like, uh, so tell me, tell me about what you want. Okay. This is what I, who I am. This is what I do. This is the type of opportunities I'm looking for. This type of returns you're going to get. And I have this opportunity. Will you invest? And now you've just gotten hit over the head with so much information. <laughs> you're just like, whoa, sure. hold on. Right. You know, and you may never even heard about investing in apartment buildings. Sure. Let sure. alone, you may think it's just something that you can do as a REIT or it's for institutional players. And so you're trying to learn this whole uphill battle and then now invest in me at the same time. Absolutely. too much for someone to take in their mind. Absolutely. And, and I also like to say that even as small of an investment uh, that folks do when they're investing in stocks, you know, people are studying the stocks, the companies, the PE, the earnings. They are like delving into all kinds of sector details for hours together before even, you know, purchasing a small stock, right? And yeah. then as we all know, the passive investment in real estate are obviously much larger dollar all volume. I mean, you know, amounts, you could be talking $1,500,000, right? So you're rightfully correct there is that you have to sort of nurture and establish that relationship ahead of time and, uh, you know, sort of take the baby steps, get, you know, getting to know people, nurture that relationship, and then, you know, start to introduce the things like that, right? Well, so, the nurturing process from stocks, if you think about it, let's just take that to the narrative, right? So sure. plenty of differences in there, but okay, if you're going to buy Coca-Cola, Geico, Tesla, Apple, well, they've been nurturing you with their branding and their message all along. So sure. you're walking mm -hmm. in warm to that product. You know, most right. people are not just throwing darts at the wall and picking a stock off that. They, they've heard of this investment through something that's built up brand awareness. Sure. To that point, mm -hmm. instead of you mm -hmm. just showing up cold, then that becomes a lot different with stocks. And that's why they're a very attractive metric to, for a lot of people to jump into. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now give us some pieces, uh, Jason, like I know a uh, podcast would be one, but uh, share some of your uh, thoughts and experiences as to, you know, what all different things you have done uh, to, you know, kind of attract more passive investors or perhaps stay in touch with your existing investors as well. So you, you have to, um, I'll speak to new people, right? So sure. you have to realize that not everybody's on every platform and different people find different ways, right? So, sure. so if, you, if people start talking over text, that's probably how the conversation is going to go. If it's that mm. with email, it's probably that. It's that with phone call, but it's the same thing with social platforms, right? Sure. Mm. You look at them as like TV stations, right? So mm -hmm. Fox, ABC, CBS, someone doesn't watch every channel, right? They're going to watch a certain channel that, that, that jives with them. So sure. you're going to have your narrative that's going to talk to people on Facebook and you're going to have your narrative that maybe talks to, um, you know, more of a, um, a, a picture oriented crowd on, on Instagram. Sure. Then you're going to have a business crowd that's going to have a different language on, on LinkedIn. So you sure. want to have reference points and you can take the same piece of content and brand it for each particular space 
And you can take it even further, put that up on, on places like Medium that allow for longer form content. Mm -hmm. And so you want to make sure that you're, you're using the content but getting out the right message across each platform. If it's the sure. same message, doesn't work at every spot, right? And sure, sure, sure. Using that for us, we do that to get out to the investors and then open, and bring up as much content can be helpful. Mm -hmm. And then for our current investors, if they're in a deal, we're, we're following up with them monthly about the property. Mm -hmm. And we talk mm -hmm. to them about, you know, what's going well, uh, what is not going to plan and what we're doing to pivot to correct what's not going to plan. And then the same thing with investors, we're having monthly communication, keeping them updated, whether they've been active before or they are active now. Mm -hmm. And it may sometimes be more, <clears throat> but generally we're keeping the message, pushing forward, just keeping the narrative. Because mm -hmm. we, we, we all have the, the thing that it's, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Right. right, right, right. And so right. if you're not having a constant flow, people forget about, oh, I didn't realize you were still doing that. Sure, you know? sure. Now, now share with us some techniques, uh, Jason, as to how you can relate some life experiences and maybe equate them to real estate or how you can establish that rapport with somebody who may not have, you know, heard of you or know, or they want to know, hey, how can, I mean, really I can invest in uh, passively with real estate. W what are some of the sort of the tips or some uh, strategies you have done uh, to, uh, you know, sort of uh, educate the uh, passive investors who may not have heard of passive investments? Well, if people want you to be real and honest, right? And that's where train wrecks like reality TV come in because people see behind the curtain of real, like what really happens. Sure. So if you're just out there shouting about how great everything is, you shut a lot, shout a lot of people off. You want to talk to the investments, why you did a logical thought process to what you're doing and where you've started and the steps you've taken to, to grow. They sure. need to connect with that. They want to see that this wasn't, I, I just didn't, I'm not the finished product that started out. And you're not I, like an I, overnight I, success of sorts, exactly. right? <laughs> and that's what a lot looks like. You see a band that's, you know, mega stars, but you, you missed the 30 years that they were driving around in, in an RV, right? Sure, so sure. you mm. miss that because now you just see the present. So talking sure. about that allows people to understand and it helps them along. You know, I have an investor that's coming in the deal and he's just like, you know, I just, I'd like to, um, and I'm not, I'm going to be a limited partner in no matter what. I'd love to just hear more and, and be more involved to see what's happening. I'm like, absolutely. You know, the, this is a stepping stone for people to become active is that sometimes they just want the curtain pull back a little because there's that yeah. hinge, whatever it is of uncertainty that they can't surpass yet. That if you can help them across that threshold, it, it not only helps you, but it also helps them and it creates a relationship that you now, they're, they're now going to see you as that thought leader because you're providing value, something they need. Sure, sure. So now, uh, uh, Jason, we have like, let's say the elementary medium of podcasts, then you have webinars, you have meetups, right? Uh, and things like that. Uh, could you maybe share some advice as to, you know, how someone, uh, you know, can scale up into different avenues of, you know, proliferating the content or cross-pollinization uh, of some of the existing content. Give us some strategies as to, you know, how, what is a, uh, what have you done or, you know, what sort of your experiences you have had into different uh, sort of the thought leadership platforms that uh, we can establish? So the easiest answer, you just have to start. And anything, anything is better than nothing, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. And you may say, I don't like video or I don't like writing or I don't like it. You have to find where you can start your message. But it's, mm -hmm. it's important, as we said before, 
to talk on all platforms because you're going to reach more people. But sure. you can just like we're doing here, right? So I'm sure this is going to become a video and audio, right? Sure. So now you have the mm -hmm. ability. Now you could turn this into a blog, right? Mm -hmm. You could turn this into small edible clips, right? Some social teasers. You can turn sure. this into a number of different points right there. So mm -hmm. you can take one piece and it doesn't take you doing 90 different shows, but you can take that. Sure. Or if you want to, if you have a very local presence, fine, start a meetup. And right now it can be an online meetup where you, where you have people speak um, that can come in. So the good thing here that comes up with these, right, is that um, I could have a podcast and not know anything because I'm just learning. Mm -hmm. Now I can bring you on who's highly experienced and you can give me so much value. Sure. And all I have to mm -hmm. do is ask questions and listen, right? Sure, sure. But doing mm -hmm. that and creating that bridge now mm -hmm. creates me as the thought leader because I've now connected, connected Absolutely. the process of bringing value to others. Sure. And you continue mm -hmm. to do that and you continue to do that and just really be curious. So what, what, where many shows fail is that they, they don't have the curiosity, right? They're using it for something mm -hmm. and they're, they're, they're more worried about the, the result than actually being engaged to, to hear the question mm -hmm. and provide mm -hmm. value. So interesting. Mm -hmm. Like the meetup has been a great point for deals, for money, for other things. But we went there just to talk about what we're doing with no, and maybe it was silly, but we didn't start the meetup saying, hey, we're going to get money from this meetup. No, mm -hmm. it's just, wow, there's no multifamily meetups in New Jersey that are strictly multifamily. Wow. And mm -hmm. I don't want to go to other meetups that are that talk about everything every, every other month that are just all over the place. I don't want to create that because I'm not doing that. So let's create something that, that just talks that space because I'm sure if we do this, we'll provide value, but we'll learn stuff. Sure. And with that came all these other things, you know, lead generation, um, new contacts, new partners, new investors that came because I wasn't there saying, hey, we're here to get your money. That was never the talk track or the thought. It was that <clears throat> we need to create this to help. And when you bring that value, it comes back tenfold. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like, what are the like different speakers or things you have done in your meetup, uh, Jason, as far as, uh, you know, I know recently, uh, I have attended personally your uh, multifamily foundation podcast, I mean, a workshop as well, I should say, that was another uh, sort of, I would say a stepping stone towards something more, right. Uh, but specifically talking about meetups, right. Uh, give us a sense of, you know, um, when did you start, uh, you know, what was sort of the elementary uh, genesis of it? Like, you know, maybe you had 10 speakers, I mean, sort of 10 attendees first, and then how it uh, sort of grew. Give us some progression uh, on that. Well, I think you just, you want to find a space that's going to be specific because there's enough out there doing kind of like the, 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 the kitchen soup kind of thing. Sure. Um, so mm -hmm. we just found a space and we said, okay, we're going to do this. We put it up and meet up. And we had like 30, 40 people show up in the first meeting because I think it was something that was intriguing and was specific. So people knew they were going to come in. Mm -hmm. And for we started in 2018. I think the first year, we didn't even have speakers. I don't even know. Because mm -hmm. we just went through what we were doing to get the first deal we did. We just talked about it. Mm -hmm. um, and that allowed us to get better with our talk track as well, right? Because we're not perfect. Like If sure. you're raising capital... Uh, the first couple calls, if you've never done this before, are probably going to be hard because you don't know your speech, right? You don't sure. know your 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 tone. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but your thing there is you get the words out, let the questions you get back really make you better, right? If sure. you keep hearing the same question over and over and over again, well, Absolutely. now include that in your narrative, right? Sure. So now that mm -hmm. can become, and it's like anything else, right? If people are asking you for it and you and you hear enough of it, well, it's definitely a need that you need to solve. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Jason, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, sort of the investor database and things like that, you know, you can have, um, you know, sort of an elementary Excel sheet or, you know, folks have different CRM tools as well, where they are doing a lot more exotic uh, automated, you know, emails and checkings and, you know, things like that. Give us a sense of, um, you know, uh, sort of the baby steps, like when someone should uh, kind of progress into, hey, you are into Excel, maybe go into, uh, you know, something automated, then maybe go into a CRM. Uh, give us uh, some of your experiences around that. Uh, I'll say that there's no, I know some people that have had thousands of units still on Excel, right? So it comes down to how versed and how, and how well you track your data right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're a mishmash, you may need to get an investor portal earlier on or CRM mm -hmm. uh, because you have to be responsible for the data. Because if sure. people are going to align and give you hundreds of thousands, potentially millions of dollars, you want to make sure that you are being a purveyor of, of protecting your capital. Sure. And mm -hmm. if you have data running wild, it's also going to speak to how you handle your business, right? So Absolutely. if the back end mm -hmm. is a mess, the front end is probably not far behind it. Sure, sure, sure. Now, um, do you typically advise uh, active investors to perhaps look into tools like, let's say, Pipedrive or a HubSpot or, uh, you know, different uh, contact management systems of sorts? There, there's always one that can help push on, you know, like MailChimps and the others, right? So they're, sure. they're good for the resource to help you with the template. And it's just things that can take out the steps, right? Mm -hmm. can, I, can I eliminate steps from this process that can make this a more fluent investor-friendly experience. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, you want to look at them and see how it can benefit you and make the process, okay, it was 10 steps, now it's three. Mm -hmm. Okay, does that help me? And does it make the user experience better for the investors? Sure, right? sure. Awesome, awesome. Now, on to the important, a uh, very important and a central question, uh, Jason, that I think uh, that's dear to my heart and I think you'll appreciate also is that there's a strong connection always between personality development, how you view your attitude, how you develop yourself, and that sort of transforms into real estate and perhaps a lot of other things, right? Uh, so I'd like to know, Jason, that you are a high performer. You are running marathon races and 51 milers, 100 mile, as you shared before. You know, give us a sense of how you view this as a personal passion that transforms beyond you and transcends into perhaps uh, you know, your team or how you're approaching life in general to, you know, conquer bigger, better things. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. It's a great question. So the, the first thing that comes to mind is that we daily have to win against ourselves, right? That, that's the first thing that needs to happen because if we can't win against ourselves, then we can't do anything else, right? If we're going sure. to, and doubt's always going to be there, um, you know, it, thoughts to, to about, about failure, thoughts about not being good enough, thoughts about being, it's always going to be there. Sure. And you, the more you can control your mind and control your attitude, that's going to allow you to push forward. And I do that creating a, a, having a morning routine that I keep consistent on setting up small wins. So just as my alarm goes off, I get up, not letting the snooze happen 10 times because now mm -hmm. I've already told myself it's okay to lose. Little things like that magnitude mm -hmm. add up over time. Because as we grow, we, we let ourselves off the hook more and more and more. And when you do that with yourself, it carries through, right? So sure, I sure. can't ask someone else to do something I won't do myself. 
Absolutely. And, because, mm-hmm. and if I'm not speaking it, then they're not going to believe in the message from a teammate. If I'm telling them to do something that I haven't done or don't wholeheartedly believe or just want to put them out there, well, they're not going to believe in that because I'm not willing to step up and do it myself. And carrying through with that instead of running, the running creates a point where it, it's, it's a, it's a course scenario. I can think I get, I get a lot of thought, um, thoughts rolling through when I run It's a, it's a clean space for me to start, but it also sets my day sure. and it pushes my, it pushes my ability to know that there's always more I can go. If I, okay, I, I ran one mile. Okay. Can I do 10? I did 10 miles. Okay. Can I do 20? I do 20 miles. Can I do a marathon? Okay. I did a marathon. Can I do 30 miles? Sure. If I do 30 miles, can I do 51 miles? Okay. I do 51 miles. Okay. Can I do a hundred miles? And sure. each point, it, there's always a point where you're, where your body's like, okay, I can keep going. I, I figured it out and you fight your body through it. And then your mind starts telling you not just sure. like these things. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, I want to have, you know, a fulfilling life. Right. Oh, but that might be hard. So maybe I'll try tomorrow. Well, it's the, the ability to say, no, I've set up wins. I know I can win. I'm going to do this right now. And, and I might fail. That's, sure. that's the honest truth. I might fail right now, but if I do, I'm just going to get up and try again. Absolutely. It's the, the it, I have. Absolutely. It doesn't matter how many times you sort of fall. It's, it's, it matters, you know, how many times you, you know, again, get back up and keep going. And, uh, and also I think you really uh, sort of alluded to your morning routine. I'd be, uh, I mean, all the listeners to the podcast would love to know uh, what sort of morning routines you have and, you know, how, uh, what sort of things you do. Sure. Uh, so it depends because we do some different little workout things. I'm typically getting up between four and five. I, t- I typically set up about 4.13 a.m. as my mile marker. I'll get up at that time, get down, drink water, have coffee, uh, meditation, affirmations. I do some brain games. Depending on that time, some of the kiddos might have jumped up because some of them are still early risers. Um, <laughs> have, have a moment to connect with them. I've already set myself up and, and have my mind ready and give myself clean space. And then I'll go for my run. And I just try and carry that through because what happens so much is that the day is chaotic. Whether you think it, it's not going to be, it is every day for everybody is, is chaotic because things happen throughout the day. Sure. And so if I can't set myself up to control at least the morning and set that narrative, well, mm-hmm. then it's like, it's like a catching a train when the train's in between the stops, right? You're trying to sure. jump on a speeding train right in the middle. Sure. Right. Sure. Cause now sure. you're just going to wake up into chaos and you're not able to really rationalize the moments throughout the day because you haven't prepared for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love all that. I appreciate your time, uh, Jason. Uh, Always a great pleasure to have you uh, and uh, learn from you, actually. Um, You know, as I already said, I mean, you're a great friend and a great share. uh, So I personally learned a lot. So I appreciate uh, and I'm sure viewers will find a lot more uh, thoughtful advice from you on all different aspects. So it's been a pleasure, uh, Jason. Uh, please kindly share with our listeners what new things you have going on and how listeners can get hold of you. Sure. Yeah. So we're excited over the Jason Peely project can definitely check out the podcast there. We've been doing a live show Monday through Friday called second cup of coffee live with Jason and Peely um, and Instagram. You want to see a bunch of running, go over to Instagram, Jason Yerusi. You also see Peely cause she, she's out working me most days, Peely Yerusi over there, but <laughs> always Super appreciate you having me, having me back on the show. Uh, Love being here. Love what you're doing. Love to watch and continue to see the show grow. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And it's been a pleasure having you. Uh, listeners of the podcast can find us uh, more details on premiumcashflow.com and read more about and listen to the prior episode with uh, Jason as well. Uh, we also have a lot of news and articles and different reports that we share from time to time. So you can check us out. And if you are willing to uh, you know, establish a relationship with us and uh, look into some interesting opportunities that you may have. You can always register yourself using invest with us and we can jump on a phone call and find out what your interests are and how we could help you and, you know, to achieve your goals. So thank you, Jason. Uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, chatting with you again in future. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you. Awesome to be here as always. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest. <music>